Jesus, why you're like what you're like dropping f bombs too? F and bombs. Does that even count? F and bombs. I dated delicious. a girl. I dated a girl. Natalie f and bombs. <laughs> Travel back in time to the '80s, reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. The movies. I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great. You probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, another edition of our beloved 80s News Now. With me as always, he's the jester to my wolf man, <laughs> Times Pop Music critic, Sean Daly. Yes, our, our top gun handles. Uh, cut- in with the oh my boy. god, look at you. You're you're about to blast uh, off. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Play with the boys. Yes. I Top Gun. Can I interrupt for a second? Sure. I've been playing with my boys for ten minutes now. <laughs> Your little wolfies. Yeah. You know, you 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 joke about the beloved eighties news now, but ever since <laughs> our uh, inaugural ep, it's become very popular. We're still it's, ironing I it feel out. We're ironing out the creases. How many have we done? Like three or four? Yeah. Can we do like a yeah. special one that was kind of like a quasi eighties <laughs> news now? But they become popular. People like them. You know, maybe a little commute. They're not like an hour long, a little twenty minute, boom, 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 a little hit Some, of Sean and Steve. Something to a listen to. Whip, yeah. A little snort. Something to listen to while you're waiting in line at Applebee's, maybe. Yeah, I love the bee now. I love the bee. Oh jeez. Anyway, so what do we got in this week's 80s news now? Tom Cruise has appeared in exactly twenty-five films since 1986's Top Gun. But since none of them are nearly as quotable as that movie. AMC will honor the flick's 25th anniversary, sending it back to theaters on April 30th and May 2nd. Very nice. Now, is that going to be remastered? Yes, remastered. I'm all about remastering. And the joke is that remastering is really, it's just, it's just louder. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> it's basically, No, I'm sure they can. I mean, I hope they clean it up. I hope they clean it up, and I want that sound. I want the, you know, uh, Maverick's uh, jet to roar in my ears once again. Yeah. It's Why a, not? Let's go see it together. Huh? Let's oil each other up like the playing with the boys. Just uh, wear jeans. <laughs> can you Cut do offs. that? Can Cut you offs. do that to a movie theater? Can we just walk in wearing jeans? <laughs> sure. Carrying a volleyball? <laughs> um, if you go to the show, you get, a, uh, you get to see the remastered version, and you get a theater-sized poster. I love that. I need I one of those this. for the Lair too. I think you like Top Gun more than I do. Really? But I, I can see. I, I like the sense of nostalgia. Oh, I'll I love back. it. It is 80s cheese ball fun at its best. Kelly uh, McGillis, would you? Of course. Really? Still today. No. Oh, yeah. No, now she looks bad. I don't care. <laughs> I love this. It's the new Spheres. You're bouncing <laughs> I love like it. Tigger. I had the worst date of my life 
going to see Top Gun back in 86. I was like the last person to see it. I was already at the University of Florida, and I took this girl from my English class, and her mom was in town. I was like, oh, well, we don't have to do the date this weekend. Your mom's in town. That's not cool. Yeah. And, and, but her mom was like real, like, no, 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 you two, you two kids go and have fun. So, and, and uh, she says, is there anything I can get you? And the, the daughter, I can't remember her name, saved my life, said, um, oh, a bottle of Jack Daniels would be great. And I'm sitting there waiting for her mom to just kind of explode, but she doesn't. She goes, "Oh, no problem. Consider it done." Oh my gosh! So we Aggressive. go, we go and see the movie, and then we go to Red Lobster, which in Gainesville that's like you know the Shea uh, Shea Ritz. Yeah. And uh, we get back to the room, her dorm room, and on the table is in a clear bottle with a uh, a little green bow on top. For some reason, is a bottle of Jack Daniel's rye. <laughs> Right. Have you ever oh, had rye? Yeah, rye oh, is, that's so a tough swallow. Yeah, yeah. So the and the day went downhill from there. I've had some tough swallows in my life. Yeah, she yeah. had a couple of tough swallows that night too. <laughs> oh, oh no, come on! No, Sounds seriously, like you had a good day. No, that was a. I saw a Top Gun with a uh, a a sea a fleet even of young men, <laughs> and we're like, woo, Maverick! And then the volleyball scene came and it got very quiet, and uncomfortable. Like, what the hell is? Going- <laughs> What are these feelings in my tough skins? This isn't right. Um, well, anyway, here's what I want to know. Okay. You know I'm a huge Blu-ray freak, right? Yeah. I want to know, and I'm not sure you have the answer, but I want to know if, if Top Gun's also going to be released on Blu-ray. God, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Brand spanking new uh, version uh, uh, of the gun. How many Blu-ray discs do you own? Do you have a bunch? Oh, every do you have time- any 80s stuff? Oh, God, that's a really good question. There's not um, a whole lot of 80s stuff out there. I have Gremlins! On, on Blu-ray? Uh, yeah. It's awesome. You can probably, probably see the wires Billy, and everything. Billy. How the hell they like good. my Mogwai? Yeah. Bye, Billy. Pretty good. It's kind of <laughs> creepy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, my kids love that, but I didn't. We, I think I've talked about this. We didn't realize how incredibly violent Gremlins is. Like the mom, the, the, the scene with the mom in the kitchen, and she's knifing the Gremlin blender. The most horrific ways to kill a Gremlin, like the microwave, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I have about maybe thirty Blu-rays. Thirty, yeah. My God. But here, what happens is every time like there's a new like Disney out or something, I buy it for the girls, oh. and they look great. They look unbelievably good. What do you have on Blu-ray? Two Pirates. I t- no, I have. Uh, um, gosh, Miami Spice Two, Star Trek Reboot. Which, oh, so, do you? Yeah, and I'm Hot Tub Time that. Machine. <laughs> They sent that to you though, didn't they? No, I, th- I think you it, bought it. You ponied I think up. It for was that? like Christmas present or something. Blu-rays are really weird because like the new ones will be like thirty bucks, but then you can now go to Best Buy and get like old good eighties movies for like nine bucks. But anyway, um, you know, Steve, a lot of eighties classics have their twenty fifth anniversary. Not just Top Gun. You want to know some others? I can name some others off the top of my head. Um, yeah, go ahead. Ferris Bueller, which we've done a podcast That's on. That's um, true. Did we? I don't think I was there for that one. No, that was Chase Squires, the great Chase Squires. Yeah. Uh, Pretty in Pink, back in the Kathy Wass days. I would buy Ferris. I would not buy Pretty in Pink on Blu-ray. Yeah, there's no reason to. What else? Yeah. What else? Uh, Platoon. Oh yeah, it's coming out. It's actually yeah. a huge. It's coming out in a, in a few months on Blu-ray. It's it's going to be a huge release. Yeah. Stand by me. Yeah, I would. I'd get it. I think my kids oh, would really? like it. Do you really can, need do, that to be in Think Blu-ray? I can show Stand By Me to a seven and a three-year-old? Probably not. No. Dead body. <laughs> Probably not. Isn't the whole thing that they're going to see a dead body? Do they ever get there? You see the, um, what, don't you see an arm or like the shape? But there's bad language. Yeah. Some bad kids. Let me ask you a question. I mean, I don't really want to get off track too much on Stand By Me, but I'm really hyper today, and I feel like yeah, just yeah, asking lots go. of get questions. Get off, get off, get off. Uh, you're a kid. The age of the actors in Stand By Me. Are you going to trek all day to see a dead body? 
Yes. Really? I'd probably uh, puss out, you know? I wasn't a very tough kid. I wasn't like, you know, River Phoenix. Uh, I'd stay home and play Atari or something. You'd be <laughs> yeah. like, what? what? Dead no, body. dead body. Jeez. Um, would you, let me ask you, a Blu-ray, would you buy Top Gun on Blu-ray? Oh, yeah. Hey, if they reconverted it to 3D, I'd buy it. Yeah, I think I would, too. It's just good to have. It's so, like... I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things you can put in and just watch. Are you having like an '80s party? Have that playing in the background? Just yeah. Hey, Sean, I'm having an '80s party. I come over. It's just the two of us. <laughs> Awkward. You naked in a, in a vatted dip, Steve. <laughs> you ready to play with the boys? All right, let's move on. '80s news now. Fans of the 80s franchise of Superman will have little faith in other casting decisions in the upcoming retelling of The Man of Steel, but they got one right. Michael Shannon will play the part of General Zod, the evil Kryptonian banished into deep space by Superman's dad. Wow. I like Michael Shannon a lot. He's a creepy guy. Oh, yeah. He's He's got that weird lip thing and everything, so he'll be great as Zod. However, how do you replace the great Terrence Stamp? As Zod in, uh, in Superman 2, right? Yeah, I'd love to see Stamp make a cameo somewhere. Wouldn't that be fun? Great. Yeah, oh, that would so, be good. Such, so give, good. Us a little, give us a little Terrence Stamp as Zod. Neil! Neil! Bef- oh, I can't even do it. Do it. Come on, do it. Come on. Don't again? give up. Don't give up. Is that what he says? <laughs> <laughs> You're melting down. Here's, here's the good and the bad news about the new uh, Superman reboot. Are you ready? Yeah. Produced by the great, probably the most pivotal... Um, influential filmmaker of uh, the 21st century, Christopher Nolan. Inception, brilliant. You haven't seen it yet. I, know. I saw it. I have it on Blu-ray. I have it. Um, the Batman retellings, awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blows. You know, no offense to Tim Burton, but it blows Tim Burton's movies away. Different movies. Yeah, different. Darker. Um, Insomnia. However, directing it will be that hack, Zack Snyder, who did 300. Watchmen. Oh man, that's not Gahul. Good. The Owls of Gahul, or whatever it's called. <laughs> what? So he's. <laughs> I didn't make that up. up. No, now. I'm not. I'm not. Um. So yeah, it could go either way. Nolan genius, Zack Snyder hack. Yeah. But so I'll go see it. Split the I liked um Superman Returns. I didn't see it. Brian Singer did nah, that. Nah. No, it was good. I, it I, looked great. Superman, here's. I don't like comic book movies in general. <gasps> I, I'm not, you know, it just was never my thing. But let me ask you this, and I yes, open, I open yes. the question to all of '80s Nation. Yeah, should Stuck in the '80s do a whole episode on just the Superman franchise oh, of the 1980s? Oh my God, yes, absolutely. Good because I just bought the DVD, all four of them for like Sweet. five bucks. Are you serious? Oh yeah, Target. All Wait, four like of them. all four of them? And uh, see, I got to do Blu-ray on those bad boys. No, yeah, no. I don't all, think you want to see Christopher Reeve in Blu-ray. It's all Blu-ray these days, my friends. <laughs> it's all ball bearings. <laughs> The Commodore 64 home computer returns for the exact same sales price of $595. Oh my God. The new computer looks exactly the same, but the clunky keyboard oh. now contains the guts of a modern-day computer. I was going to ask you, why would you spend it for a computer that has no capacity whatsoever? But in fact, it's a newfangled computer that just looks like an old-fangled yeah. one. Did you ever? What was your home computer back a in Commodore the Commodore uh, 64 in college, I was my freshman year in 88, I believe the Commodore 64 was still around then, right? And I believe we played like a really um, archaic game of like like a fantasy baseball on there. Yeah, sounds about right. You know? There was a cult of people who loved Commodore 64s. I had a, like I had a knockoff of an Apple called a Franklin Ace, mm-hmm. and then I had a TI-99 4A. People had the trash 80s. Um, 
It's just old school. I like the fact that they're doing it. A- am I going to buy one? No. But here's my question to you. What percentage of the Stuck in the 80s nation will go out there and buy this new Commodore computer? Uh, 2%. I, I would have gone like 8%. 8%? Carol Jansen? Half a million no. people? Half a million No, no Carol Jansen. Dr. Dim? I think so. Really? Yeah, for 600 bucks? That's like a tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in your Hummer. <laughs> My Hummer. Let's face it. The first time you were probably scared out of your pants by a computer, it probably wasn't a Commodore 64, and it probably wasn't during an 80s movie. Ego TV Online has just released its ranking of the best computers in sci-fi movies, and of course, several 80s classics have made the list. That's, that's right, Steve. Um, the Master Control Program from Tron. You love that. I know. I know you're just going, you're just nerding out on the that. The Skynet from the Terminator movies. The Whopper from War Games. I don't know how to pronounce the Mother. And, and Mother. Mother from Aliens and Blade Runner. They had the same. It's the same exact computer. If you look back, um, <gasps> same director. Yeah, Ridley Scott. He oh, thought at the that time. Is awesome. His thinking at the time was that both these movies are filmed about the same, or take place about the same time in the future. So why wouldn't they have the same type of computer? Really? So you see the same exact computer in Aliens as you do in Blade Runner. Um, when I posted this as a blog item, we had a lot of people who uh, who cried foul. Mm-hmm. Saying that uh, some of the more infamous uh, computers from the eighties were forgotten. Can you, can you let me ask you this? Can you even name another computer from the eighties? Short circuit. Johnny Five. Johnny Five was he a computer? He's a robot. Yeah, He's I mean, a robot. As much as any of these are. Okay. Edgar from Electric Dreams. Yes, would be one. you love that. Kit from Knight Rider. Uh, let's see. Uh, Teletran One from Transformers. Hockey Man suggested that one. Uh, Derek T said R two D two. I don't know. If, again, that's I don't know. If that's a, it's a droid. It was not the droid he was looking for. <laughs> and the road and the road warrior suggest Doctor Theopolis from Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century. Excellent list. There, you, yeah. You know, it's more excellent though. The, the Seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain of reader mailbag. We bring it back because the mails have started coming back. Yes, and you know with the uh, 80s news now, you're never sure what seggy you're going to get. They're abbreviated seggies like the show, but we like to mix it up a bit. Yeah. This so this w- week you're getting two seggies. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, first, reader mailbag from Dave from Davis Islands, a local letter. Play a little celebratory music for our local listeners. A little something. Yeah! Okay, and this is what Dave from Davis Island says, Steve. Just listen to the Eddie Murphy podcast. Yes, last week we were very proud of that. What was reader reaction or listener reaction? Pretty good, to- but I think because the seggies were really easy. Is that how it works? Yeah, if I make easy seggies, emails come in. So how many emails do we get where people are just answering quiz questions? That's like 80% of them. Really? Yeah. And so then 20 is the like... The love, very small. Why? Very small. Do Evidently, you sense the love now. is starting to plummet? Oh, yeah. People... What the hell? I don't want to do this show anymore. <laughs> anyway, just listen to the Eddie Murphy podcast. It brought back some great memories. During the time of most of Eddie's 80s movies, my father owned an ad agency. One of his accounts was the Paramount Pictures account. So I got to see most of Eddie's 80s classics uh, during sneak previews. 
I also remember my sister taking me and my nephew to see Eddie on the Delirious Tour at the Sun Dome in Tampa. Are you kidding me? Did you go to that? No, I didn't go to that. Why would I go to Did that? Did you remember when it was here? <sighs> no. I mean, that was really off my radar. Wow. She was expecting a show full of his SNL characters. Needless to say, she was more than a little surprised when he launched into his F-bomb-laden set. Here's a little bit of irony from that tour. You mentioned how some uh, somewhat inappropriate some of his AIDS and homophobic material was. Well, do you remember who opened for Eddie during that tour? The Weather Girls. And yes, they closed with It's Raining Men. And we all know uh, what has happened to that song. It's raining men. The Weather Girls, It's Raining Men. Yes, that has become a, uh, a gay anthem. Yep. It our- has been for a while. Yeah, I know. Uh, interesting. That is uh, quite ironic. And uh, Forever Stuck in the 80s, Dave from Davis Islands. Man, I would have loved to see Eddie live. If he had stones, if he had cajones, if he had ghoulies, he'd get back <laughs> out there and do. I bet he could put Eddie Murphy, a stand-up routine. I bet he could put 18,000 in the St. Pete Times Forum in Tampa. Oh, yeah. But the, I bet he could People go would out just be dying to it. know, though, what kind of routine would he bring? Like, would he bring it more family-friendly? Because, I mean, you got to worry that suddenly all these people who, who love, uh, you know, Shrek... Daddy, Daddy, take me to see Eddie Murphy, and then he's gonna get up there and be, you know, that's an how would you like point. to f me? You know, it's just it's not gonna work. <laughs> Norton, Norton, <laughs> that is an extremely good point. God, you're a smart man. That's Robin Williams, too. though, Robin Williams, look at him. He still does. I mean, he does all the kitty movies now, but his um, stand-up routine is just as filthy as it always was. So maybe it's not that big of a deal. Uh, that's a good point, though. That's a good point. As always, send all your reader emails to stuckin80s at tampabay.com. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. PPTMN. Oh, PPTMN this week. Yeah, you man. never know. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, this week's comes from, oh, and you mentioned them earlier, the great Chase Squires in Denver. And Chase wonders... Remember the John Cougar Pink Houses contest, Van Halen's 1984 album, Herbie Hancock's Rocket video? So much great stuff happened in the year 1984. It was also the year I graduated high school, spent the summer with a great girlfriend, and then entered the Citadel. Good times all around. Best year ever. I'm interested in your thoughts. Which year of the 80s was the best year ever, Sean and Steve? Cheers, Chase in Denver. Ooh. I wonder if he means... Like best years and most important overall, or best years in our personal best years. Well, why don't we just do? Let's just do our personal best years. We, I would actually say mine match up. Ourselves. I would say mine actually match up. Okay. And I'm going to agree. And I, I don't mean to be like Weasley or anything, but I'm going to agree with Chase and say 1984. I mean, he and I are about the same age anyway. 1984 um, gave me Purple Rain, which I'm still mystically attached to. Um, I went to Europe for a month that year. Lost my virginity. Uh, 16 Candles came out. The replacements released Let It Be. You had Spinal Tap. Um, some Great Reward by uh, Depeche Mode. It's a pretty good effing year. Jeez, what? You're like, what? You're like dropping F bombs too. Effing bombs. <laughs> Does that even count? Uh, effing bombs. Uh, Sounds I dated a girl. I dated a girl, Natalie Effing bombs. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to go with 1986. 1986. Um, 
the Red Sox, my beloved Sox, growing up, were, uh, made the World Series. Not win, but it was probably the best Isn't World Series the ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was still a great year. Um, my first girlfriend, Molly Sherman, I guess, was 86. Um, you know, not to get too serious, but my parents got a divorce a, a year or two earlier. And let's just say, leading up to that divorce, the early 80s were kind of tough for me a bit. You yeah. know, a lot of tension. And so... When once they split, you had to deal with all that angst, you know. But it was a, there was also great relief that my parents were much happier on their own, you know, and hence I was much happier, you know. And then were the double Christmases and double holidays kicking in at that point uh, too? That kind of sucked a bit, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know. And then there's always the great, you know, them trying to buy your love, <laughs> which, <laughs> which I'm all for. And my love was purchased. Yes. Yes, buy it. Uh, so 86 was good. I, I no longer lived in Massachusetts, but I just uh, moved to Pennsylvania. And I was still a Red Sox guy. So it was good. It was in a fun new town. Natalie Diffaball was right around the corner. You know, the flirtations were starting. You know, Natalie Diffaball, when I moved from uh, Massachusetts to Pennsylvania, Camp Hill, PA, right outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the first person I talked to at Camp Hill High School, I was wearing this really bad, like, Alex P. Keaton sweater vest. Oh, God. Uh, I'm, I'm sweating they, just they thinking about it. The out of me that first day. But the first person to talk to me was Natalie Diffenbaugh, and she came up and she said, that's a nice, that's a nice sweater vest. <laughs> it was really sweet. It was nice of her. I said, why, thank you. Why don't you, you know? take it off? We could see that it was angering people. My mom dressed me. My, literally, my mom but dressed me for the first like, 17, 18 off. years of my life. Take the sweater off, though. Take the, why are you getting so mad? I'm not wearing the sweater now, dude. I know, but I'm saying back then, people were very angry with it. Take the sweater off. I, I, I don't know if it was anger. It didn't set a good precedent, you know? But I'm going to go with 86. 87 was kind of fun, too. 86, 87. Yeah, that was a good one. So but 80, I'm going to go with 86. Yeah, I mean, to me, 86 might have been the last great year of the 80s. Really? I mean, at that point, you're, you've already had Live Aid. That was 85. 86 gives you a lot of the great John Hughes movies. Yeah. And I was going to ask you to hit me up with some of the movies from that. You, well, you we did earlier. Uh, uh, Tony Top and Gun. Pink. Yeah, Top, Top Gun. Gun. Yeah, there you Ferris go. Bueller. Um, my personal favorite, Blue Velvet. Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen Blue Velvet. Really? Don't. Yeah. don't. I was kidding about that. Don't ever see that. <laughs> it was on cable the other day. I started watching. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, my life's weird enough Let me already. ask you a question, Spearsy. Why? We'll, we'll close with this. Um, you've been around 43 years, yeah. so 67. From 1967 to 2011, and this isn't an 80s question, what is the best year of your life? Is it still in the 80s? Best year of your life. Wow. God, that is awesome. <laughs> oh, God. I got chills. Best year of your life, any. It can still be in the 80s. It's either 84 Right. Okay. So yeah. Because I had a great job. I had a, I had a slutty girlfriend. Um, <laughs> uh, went to some cool concerts. Yeah. Eighty five is good too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. So eighty four. So you're gonna go with eighty four. You want to make it tough? Tell, tell me to eliminate the eighties and pick a year. That's yeah. The, all right. Then we'll do that. Eliminate the eighties. It's this year, Sean. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now I'm forced to ask you. You know, favorite year of your entire life. I'm gonna go with 2003. Why is that? Had my first child. Uh, Kid Lulu. This is I, best year of your life. No, ah, come on. I know you're an old softy. I know you. Had my first kid. Uh, bought my first house. Uh, started working for uh, right around there, um, the Washington Post, which eventually bring me down to the St. Pete Times. It was good. You know, I was like 33, which is Eddie Murray's number for the Baltimore Orioles, one of my favorite players. Oh, come on. 2003, baby. 2003. But 86 is there too. That was good. But 2003. And I'm gonna say right now for both of us. For both of us, the best year of our lives is still to come. 
Oh, I'm going to start crying. Know, yeah, give me a hug, you big <laughs> oh, mug. Oh, jeez. No reach around. <laughs> hey, it's been fun, this show. Uh, we'll be back later this week, hopefully, with a new show. Yeah. That we teased to the last no, episode. It's a, it's, let's just say it's going to be a dinosaur of a yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. In the meantime, Sean Daly and I remain here, hopelessly stuck in the ears. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the show at iTunes. <laughs>